WDKX.com is where you go for all the latest entertainment news. Last week, uh, we've had a number of different episodes talking a bit about self-care. We've talked about self-love. Melanie, Dr. Melanie J. Silas joins us here on today's podcast. Hello, how are you? I am well, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Now, you got to give me all the details. Yes. Recently, you went to quite the event. Yes. It wasn't a sporting event. No. It wasn't a music event. No. It was a uh, black woman empowerment event. It was a wellness event for really anyone. There were actually men there, and there were women of all races and creeds and ages you know there as well with the two probably on mount rushmore's list yes of black women in america yes. and probably in history oprah winfrey michelle obama yes. michelle obama oprah winfrey yes they were amazing um well first it was a full day event so you know usually when you get tickets to something like this you're gonna see an artist perform maybe for you know 45 minutes to an hour mm -hmm. with some you know people prior to them or something after but Oprah really did her due diligence in creating a full day we were there from 8 a.m until about 4 35 o'clock p.m and she was with us from beginning to end I'm sorry wait whoa 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 stop hold it stop. let me step back for yes a minute. let me do that I said it's, what I said it, it started at eight started at, doors open at eight when you walked in, you had about an hour to go to any of the vending, which is all wellness components. So you could sign up for Weight Watchers. You could get coaching. There were other, you know, tables where you could get, you know, different products around wellness. Talk about meditation, yoga, all of that stuff. And then the actual event started at 9 o'clock. So when you come in, number one is like 15 thousand people in the Barclay Center and we are all there to really to be fed mm -hmm. you know it's like we are surrounding ourselves with good energy good people good information hopefully that will inspire us to do something better within our own lives so we started off with this workout in our you know seat so you stand where you are mm -hmm. you have this workout and here comes Oprah like right after the workout here's Oprah and from that point on she was basically on stage the entire time we, um, she created a workbook. We went over the workbook. Um, she actually went through the workbook with us. She's walking through the aisles and, you know, taking pictures with people and talking and really talking to us about our wellness overall, emotionally, spiritually, um, physically, socially, and um, I'm missing one. Well, all, f all five components. And so we're doing the workbook. Um, we did yoga, a little yoga. We did a, some meditation. Um, we had conversations about just forgiveness. Um, we had conversations about um, being intentional with our lives and really deciding to make changes within our within our lives. She, at the very end, at this point, it's like four four thirty. She gave this phenomenal story. This really, really a testimony of. Um, something that happened between her and her mother. And, you know, if you follow the people that you um, admire, you kind of know all of the stories that they've told over the years. And I had never heard this story before. Oh, wow. And it was really an account of her and her mother and how they had really never come to grips or come to terms with the missing portions of their relationships mm. and how she was very scared to approach her mother in her dying, um, in her dying stages about getting... Um, 
really some peace with that. Wow. And so she talked about how she tried three different times to have the hard conversation, and she chickened out the first two. And we're talking about Oprah Winfrey, you yeah. know what I mean? The yeah. person who says, you know, be your true, your true self, your authentic self. But I think in that moment, and she became emotional, which made us emotional, um, I think in that moment... She really showed her ability to be transparent and honest and her her human side, you know, because we all have these moments where we feel like maybe this is not a step that I can take or maybe I'm so fearful I really don't know what the end result is going to be. Mm -hmm. But finally, in that third um, try, she was able to have a real conversation with her mom and have some healing both for herself and for her mother. Wow, it was amazing. That, that, is, that is deep. That is, oh. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and really? that's not even the conversation between her and Michelle, and, 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 which which I want to get to in, in this podcast. But I let's just let's just go with that. I mean, we talk about you know forgiveness, and and I don't want to get into the debate on 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 um, on, on Gail King or anybody yep. else that's gone on in, yep. in your own personal life. Uh, I, I just want to stay there before we get to uh, First Lady Michelle Obama mm -hmm. about forgiveness, and and, and where mm. where do we sort of start with that? Because I think there's this whole thing of Yes, they're supposed to um, uh, 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 admit they did something wrong. And and I've been waiting for them to admit they did this wrong. And they haven't admitted they did this wrong. And uh, when are they going to do that? And forgiveness doesn't really sort of work with someone coming to you to forgive, to ask for your forgiveness. Right. Some portions of that is really just forgiving yourself. Yeah. And allowing yourself to now move forward with Things that maybe had nothing to do with you or weren't even in your, uh, weren't your fault. Right. But allowing you to move forward. Absolutely. And and the way that Oprah put it, and really the way that I see it as well, is forgiveness is really um, releasing yourself. Someone will, may, may never say, I'm sorry. Or they may never be able to come to grips with how they impacted you in some way. Mm. But forgiveness is saying, not only do I release myself, but I release you from... Um, or uh, from thinking that if I don't forgive you, that you have a way of changing the past in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Like the past has happened, and at some point, I have to come to come to some kind of grips of what what has happened, but not allow what ha has happened to dictate my forward movement. Mm -hmm. Because really, unforgiveness is a, is really a prison for yourself. Someone may have done something. They may or may not know that they've done it, but you're the only person imprisoned by that thing. They do. They live in their life. Yeah. So when you can let that thing go, when you can release the impact of how that has um, affected you or to say, yes, this happened, um, I have to let it go for myself, not necessarily for them, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. then you're free to kind of um, be free. Really, uh, I want to uh, move on to because this, this, this is another long uh, conversation about forgiveness, and it's not. <laughs> and, and you would be the first one to say, "Would you not?" Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, this is not easy. It's not as we're no. talking having this conversation. I think a lot of people will be like, "It's easier said than done." No, really, it is easier said yes. than done. Yes, because forgiveness requires a certain kind of resolve to say, "I can't control." the outcome anymore. I can't control that this happened or this didn't happen. I can't control how this person may respond or not respond. It really is releasing. It, it is releasing the past and allowing it to be the past. And it's not easy because there is some portion of us that wants, you know, retribution. You know, I want you to pay for what you did for me to me. I want you to feel the kind of hurt that you, you know, did to me, you know, yourself. 
Um, but I, I don't think that that's even the right kind of energy to mm. put out in the world either. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. So I think that there's a certain level of freedom and maturity that comes with forgiveness. And it really is not an easy thing, but it's a necessary thing. Wow. Um, now, the sort of moment where this super mega event, um, wellness event that came together with uh, First Lady Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey. So you get through the sort of the Oprah, Oprah portion of it. Out comes First Lady Michelle Obama. I can only imagine. It was amazing. You know, what? you talk about our First Lady. Yeah. You know, we we. Oh, she still is my First Lady. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know. She's <laughs> our First Lady for, for for a reason. And then with her energy um, going for and her honesty, I yeah. think there's there's a, there's a level of First Lady she brought to the table that really reflects a realness I've yes. never seen from that. Um, I, I hate to even say position. I don't even see her as any other type of first lady. She was a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. No, she is. And, and let me let me first start before I answer that question, Tariq, if you don't mind, with me talking about how I even got to this space with um, with these icons. Mm-hmm. Um, when it first came out, uh, Oprah announced her tour, and I had already decided in my mind that 2020 really was going to be more intentional about me you know, focusing on my wellness. And I, I've always wanted to go to an Oprah. She's done like wellness conferences in the past, but mm-hmm. hadn't done one recently. And when this came up, I said, I got to go. Yeah. And this was back in September. So the, the tickets came out in September before she announced that she would have like special guests. Mm-hmm. So I had decided I'm going to buy two tickets. I'm going to choose one of my besties to come with me and we're going to go um, to New York City and to see um, Oprah. And initially, you know, um, initially I was like, oh, the tickets are, you know, they might be a little on the pricey side. But I said, you know what, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. So mm-hmm. I bought the tickets. Come into the new year, Oprah announces that she has all these special guests. And it just so happened that the date that I chose, Michelle was going to be there. Wow. So it was like, thank you, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And when we when she came out, it was, first of all, it was it was crazy. It, she, she is just, the energy that she puts out is just amazing. And it really is this authentic energy that you're like, she's a real live person. And she she is speaking about things that I go through, you know, just as well. She she's a first lady and she has a whole nother life. But we can we can commune on topics that relate to both of us. Mm-hmm. So she talked about how parenting can be exhausting, you know, and true. <laughs> true. And even though she has a partner, which is our our um our immediate past president, uh President Barack Obama, she talked about, you know, the the transitions in parenting and the energy that she uses. She talked about her own wellness and how that has transitioned over time, you know, as, as she gets older. Um, she talked about the decisions that she makes to be more committed to her relationship with her husband and recultivating that now that they're empty nesters. I mean, they really kind of ran the gamut and talking about all of these things that impact impact our lives and ha- how we have to be intentional about redirecting or recreating ourselves and our lives to fit where we are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, uh, now and even even though you summarized it in that moment, now I understand how I don't understand how this event could have gone from eight in the morning to five in the afternoon. But there's so much to unravel. Yeah. That I can now see how it did. Oh, my go. goodness. And, and now you have to take all of that, your workbooks, this yeah. moment, this day, and not only document it, but here's the other end of this. 
implementing. Yes. Now, yes. we have done, I've done shows in water cooler topics uh, and, and water cooler shows throughout all my years here at the station. And the clearest thing other than the message, whether it's been repeated over and over of positivity, education, spirituality, or forgiveness. Uh, I, I don't care if you're trying to buy a home or if you're, or if you're trying to, uh, you know, pick the right school for your kid. Yep. Is actually implementing yes. this into your daily lives, which everyone struggles with. Absolutely. But once you do it, it's like riding a bike. Yes. It's, uh, well, I mean, and that really is when we talk about self-care, you know, that mitigating the stressors of life, it really is about implementing cognitive and behavioral change. Mm -hmm. It is deciding differently, right? Mm -hmm. What what am I deciding about my life right now? What is it that I want to change? And not trying to change it, but deciding to change it and then making the proper steps to do that, to do that change. And then not only do I decide, once I make that cognitive choice, then I have to follow up with the behavioral actions. Mm. How do I change this? Do I change how I go grocery shopping? Do I change what my schedule is? If I say that, um, you know, I'm going to decide that I'm going to have more time for myself behaviorally, that means saying no to some things that come your way. You know, I always say things might be a good thing, but it may not be a God thing. It might not be what is necessary for your life in this season or in this moment. Everything can be good. You know, you can you can do a hundred things that are good and be exhausted. But if you do five things that are the God things for you, then you won't be nearly as exhausted as you were with the hundred good things. It, it's uh, it's something to to note. And you're yeah, you might be better at keeping notes than I am. I I don't know because sometimes. You just said something to me that I think is worth another lengthy podcast, and I think it should be. First of all, these podcasts are not just for women; they're for everyone. Yes, uh, I'm listening as you speak, and you brought up something that I think a lot of people struggle with. It's the word "no." Yes, and you know we'll save that for another podcast another day. But I really want to get into this feeling of when you're telling somebody no, you the anxiety that goes along with no yep. turns into a yes. Yep. Because so it's kind of like, I like this person, I love this person, I'm telling them no, but comes the visceral response yeah. to the no yep. that we really recoil from. So we don't say no, we say yes, yep. even though we don't have the time, we don't have the money, we don't have, we the, don't energy. have the patience, yeah. we don't have the energy. And we start resenting them, but it's really us not being able to say no. That's right. That's right. So it's like um, I always liken this whole decision making or, you know, transformation cognitively and behaviorally with the tree. So remember we started talking last week a little bit about like the fruit, the root, and then we didn't really talk about the bark or the branches. Mm -hmm. So it's like the fruit is what we see like that. I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. what is creating that is all of these responsibilities. I'm saying yes to everything. That is what's feeding kind of the tree. But I want to change that. So I say, okay, I'm going to trade out the soil of saying yes to everything to saying no to some things, mm -hmm. right? But when we start to get the nutrients in through the bark of the tree or through the branches of the tree, that's where the barriers come in. It's the expectation of what people expect from me. It is what I expect from myself. Mm -hmm. It is the guilt of saying no. It is, oh, I want to be um, someone that this person can depend on. Oh, I don't want this person to think poorly of me. I don't want this person to be mad at me. Oh, I don't want to seem self 
shellfish. Those are the barriers that keep us from creating different kind of fruit, mm. right? So if we get stuck in the in the bark part or in the branches part, we're going to get the same fruit, with it, which is exhaustion. And if we do it differently, if we can get beyond feeling guilty or feeling shamed or, you know, uh, getting pat, like, so what does it mean that this person is mad at you or that they're not too happy? Because people are not going to be happy when you say no. Yep. They're not. That yeah. is, you got to expect that. Yeah. And so you have to create a tough enough skin to say, this person is not going to like me saying no, but for me, for the betterment of me, if I'm deciding to be a better me, I got to say no to this thing. So I got to be more important. I got the, how I think about me has to be more important than what you think about me. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let, let that marinate. I'm going to stop the podcast right now. There's really no <laughs> other way I can really respond to that. Wait, can you, can you say it again? How I think about me. It's got to be more important than what you think about me. So if I declare that I need more rest, I need more self-care time, then that's got to be more important than you being upset with me. Or you thinking that I'm not supporting you at this moment, which may not even be true, but yeah. that's how you interpret my no. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we can have a conversation about that. My no still going to be my no, yeah. but you can still understand that I can, I can support you in other ways than my personal presence. Mm -hmm. Mm. Or money or, or time, exactly or whatever it may be. Interesting. Melanie J. Silas, Dr. Melanie J. Silas. That's going to be my new intro for you. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Melanie J. Silas. Then I'm going to go back and correct myself and say Dr. Melanie J. Silas. I love Silas. it. Thank you. Thank you for listening on WDKX.com.